2: And welcome to episode 9 of Secure the Insecure, the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seaflund, and every week I'm joined by two guests who want to talk about insecurities and talk about where things are sometimes going right, but sometimes also going wrong. Now, we've been on a little break, and we are back in full force for series 2, so I hope you've had time to catch up with series 1. If you haven't, please go back to the past 8 episodes, there's some great ones in there about eating disorders, about insecurities, about rejection, and... Again it just makes you think, it makes you appreciate how far you've come along and also what you still need to do to work on yourself. Now I'm in a really lucky position for this series that I've got it sponsored and it's with Jennings and Co Financial Planning and they are the most amazing people because they basically make sense of those investment options and tax plannings that you need. Just a bit of context of how I know them, I uh, was trying to move out as you all know and I went to Jenningsfp.co.uk and I found out about them, met Sam, who you're going to hear from today. And incredible, you know, he really helped me work out how to get my mortgage, what to do, how to save my money. And so you're going to hear from Sam. And then also you're going to hear from Emily Sanday, who's going to talk all about confidence this week. So two really good interviews for you to listen to. So let's get straight into it without further ado. This is Secure the Insecure. first guest is Sam Jennings from Jennings and Co-Financial Planning. Before you hear from Emily, Sandy. Now, Sam, thank you so much for joining me here on Secure the Insecure. Thanks for having me. And thank you for sponsoring my podcast. No, no problem at all. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) I've got a sponsor. And it's you. It's great to be involved. Thanks very much. Obviously, we're talking about insecurities as well. And one of the big insecurities that people have is actually just speaking out about your own salary. So when you have a friend and you're talking about your day-to-day lives, a lot of people go, well, I don't want to tell you what my salary is, but this is what I want you to know. Why are people not that confident at speaking about their salaries? Because surely you can't compare my salary to your salary because we're in completely different yeah, yeah. industries. Yeah, that's right. Part of my
1: process, when I talk to a client, they, they've got to be open and honest about about things. Otherwise, if I haven't got a full picture, I can't, I can't really give them the best advice. But I, I completely understand what you're saying. You know, friends are often, you know, uh, uh, a bit secretive about kind of what they earn, etc. And I think... We're, kind of, we're like that really in this country, I think.'re we're, we're, you know it, it, maybe it's an English thing. We're quite private in many ways. We don't want people to know X, y and Z about us. Um, it's kind of I think how as a country, we, we've been for, for for a long time. Why that is maybe it's embarrassment. they feel they're not earning enough. Maybe it's embarrassment. they feel they're earning too much for the job that they do. You know, I don't know, but um, it, it's certainly something that a
2: lot of people struggle with. And then there's that ultimate question, which I absolutely love, is does money equal happiness? Do you see a correlation between money and happiness um, in your clients?
1: <clears throat> I, I think it's a good question, and I think the perception is that having, if somebody has, you know, you win the lottery, for instance, and you win 10 million quid, I'm sure that day you would be openly over the moon. Um, does it equal happiness in the long term? No, I don't think money itself equals happiness. I, I mean, I've always kind of looked at three things, um, how you can gauge happiness. Um, money is up there. You know, money is one of those key things. Money, health and work. So I think if if you've got all those things right, you know, if your health is good, if your family, your, you know, spouse, children, whatever it may be, if if, if health is good... If you're happy in your work life and you come into work, you get up in the morning, you're happy to come into work, um, and you enjoy that. And if you have enough money in the bank to um, to do the things that you want to do without stressing about it, I think life is probably for that person quite a quite a nice place. Um, I think money is important, and it's, but it's not the key to happiness. What it does do, it's it's certainly an, an important element. And what money does do is it gives you options. Um, you know having money in the bank for somebody would mean that they don't have to well they could take time off work when they want and go on holidays as they want they can um i don't know it could mean that they skip you know if, if if they're unhealthy and they've got a. you know as wonderful as the nhs is there's can be long long waiting queues so it, it, you know having money can mean you can have private medical insurance for instance and you can skip those queues it certainly gives you if you have money a feeling of i suppose less stress because you know you've got options and, and having options in life is, is, is quite a key thing to have. It's
2: quite interesting. If you're looking at it from a safety point of view, but not the self-worth point of view, that those people who have got money like to say they've got money and show off they've got yeah. money and have the best car and the best house yeah. and the swimming pool. Just say, oh, I've got a swimming pool. Oh, yeah, I've got this really nice car. Yeah. So it's that kind of, uh, I suppose, seesaw effect of people who've got money who want to shout about it and those who actually see it as this is an investment into my own actual life so that I'm prepared for the yeah, future. Yeah, I-,
1: I, think, I think the... the you know the latter of those two the, the the people that are more quiet about it tend to be the happier people you know the people that are shouting about it um, why are they shouting about it you know why do they want people to know or think that they've got money does it mean that they have it you know it doesn't mean you know just because somebody's got a, a big house doesn't mean they are rich it could be that they've got a huge mortgage and they don't and they can't even afford to pay that mortgage you know if they've got a fancy car it doesn't mean that they've actually got a lot of money so in that circumstance people who have money and are quite quiet about it and people who are perceived to have money you know, that doesn't mean that they've got any, you know, certainly.
2: What insecurities do you see with people who have money problems? Where do they stem from and what is your advice to them? You know, I deal with people that maybe didn't come from any kind of money, you know,
1: that money's not in their family, they're not used to it. Maybe someone's passed away and left the money, they or they've come into it, or they maybe they've sold a business, and suddenly they've got this chunk of money, and their worry is it's just going to it's just going to go. I suppose that's the insecurity, that how do I now deal with this? Um, you know, I would class that person kind of as quite a vulnerable person. You know, if you have somebody that's just won the lottery, you know, you, you've got to be very careful because that person, suddenly their life has just changed massively. So, you know, we got to sit with them and talk to them and, and devise a plan and make them aware what this all, all means really. And, you know, they'll have certain insecurities. And, and going all the way back to the, kind of the, the other end of the scale, you've got people that, you know, have um, large amounts of debt and obviously their insecurities are there because they're they're incredibly worried about the loss of home or assets or something like that they don't know how to service that debt and they don't know how to get out of it it's an incredibly hard thing to do and getting into debt is incredibly easy it's crazy to me how you know I had something come through my door the other day from a um, from a bank it was just a a letter and I thought that all this sort of stuff had to stop now and it was a letter from from the bank just saying uh, it was a picture of a shiny new car, I can't remember what it was, saying oh, something like, you know, do you aspire to have this car or you could have this type of thing, you know, take out this 10 grand loan with this, it's only this much interest. And I don't know, it just feels, it's kind of immoral, you know, that, that kind of teasing of of, of debt, is so easy to get into. Um and it's something that we we try and help people with, but it's it's something that should be taught, in my opinion, in schools and, and you know, that that kind of thing, so that people from an early age have an understanding of um, the importance of,
2: of saving and not taking on debt, really. Who do you blame? Who do you blame for that culture that we're in, as you said, where you're having to aspire to have a car like that? Social media doesn't help. Social media is a big platform now. It's, it's absolutely huge.
1: It's the biggest for people to... I suppose show off in many ways. In one way, it's it's an amazing tool to keep in touch with people that you you met. You know, I went I went to Australia traveling, God, about seventeen years ago, and I've you know spent a year out there. And because of certain social media platforms, I can stay in contact with those people, and that, and that is unbelievable. You know, it's fantastic. But the other end of it is you know this perception that's given often on there. So people want to aspire to maybe, you know, be a, uh, um, a celeb because a celeb might drive, drive around in a Range Rover, et cetera, et cetera. So, so social media doesn't help. I don't think there's one person to blame. Um, it, you, you know, uh, we had a big crash in 2009, a big stock market crash, which did affect the financial service industry that I work in, and a lot of regulation was tightened up, which which was a, a good thing. Um, and uh, but, but, you know, we do still see, you know, adverts and... Uh, people out there that are trying to kind of push certain products in terms of
2: uh, you know loans and stuff which we you know we we shouldn't need to do you know i agree with you. you can't blame one person but again that reality tv culture especially from love island stars who have gone onto a tv show to find love and they've lasted you know three four days and then they come out and they're saying look you need to have this car here's a code to get the 10 off and obviously they've been given that car for free yeah yeah um so in this culture now where you see a lot of these celebrities having all these freebies and shouting about them and trying to get you to invest into that type of culture. Mm. Are reality stars the right role models to use to back campaigns then where you're asking for these big advertisements? Um well, I mean I think they're they're right for the for the
1: for the companies, you know. They they want somebody that is um, I suppose accessible in a way. You know, this is a kind of a you know a, a, what I would call you know the the normal person. You, it could be your next door neighbour, has gone onto Love Island or whatever it might be, Big Brother, whatever it might be. And suddenly, you know, they're launched onto the TV screens. People are watching them every evening. So, in some ways, yes, from a commercial point of view, you know the the, the companies that are hiring these people, you know, they they know what they're doing, and and you know there's, there's a lot of impressionable younger people, teenagers that are watching. These shows that um, aspire to to be on that uh, that that show, other shows, any, any show really, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I just think we've got to be careful that um, you know that, that we're kind of realistic about it. all when you know people don't get into debt effectively to try and climb a uh, a ladder of, of of acquiring assets, nice cars
2: and things like that. I think right. there are ways to do it. So, what would be your top three pieces of advice to not be insecure about your funds that you have? On a very
1: basic level, just look at what you're earning, what you're spending money out out on each month. Um, uh, take what's coming in per month, minus what you're spending. What you left with, you know, that should be a positive figure. If it's not a positive figure, you know, as in you haven't got money left every month, and actually, it's negative. You're spending more than you earn. Then you've got to change something, uh, and it all sounds so simple, but but it but it is. Whether that is, um, uh, you know, somehow, and which isn't the easiest route, trying to earn more money, or um, just you know, there's always things that come out of a of a bank account. And you look at that and you think, God, did I need to spend that, or why am I spending money on that? Or you've got direct debits things that you set up eight years ago, and you don't even know what they're for. So it's just you know just having a review of those kind of things um, and then once you've got to that point you've got a little bit left per month um that is surplus um you want to then take that money what you should be doing then ideally is talking to somebody qualified somebody that gives financial advice uh, and ask them what kind of thing you can get that into to save for the long term and, and and normally that's some kind of investment fund that we can invest their money you know if it's a client of ours we'd we'd put them into it and it's a monthly direct debit your money goes in it buys um you know various things within this fund stocks and shares etc but it's a longer term investment it will fluctuate it changes in value you know there's risks attached to, to it of course you you can get back less than invested if you you know if 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 you put your money in and take it out the next day but the longer that you're invested for the better chance there is that you know that money's going to grow you know it's putting things in place like that that will enable you to to save effectively which you might want that house deposit money you know and especially depending on where you live in the country obviously we're in london today and it's an incredibly expensive part of the world to live in but putting money aside even if you don't aspire to you don't want to deposit you can put that towards a car and if you don't want a car because you get the bus everywhere that's absolutely fine but at least you've got savings building up that you can use so you don't wake up one day and think god how am i going to service this this debt and then the third point would be to avoid avoid the debt effectively. Try not to get sucked into to anything. If you want something and you want to aspire to, to buy that um, car or you know go on that fancy holiday to Dubai or whatever it is that you you know is your dream, um, just save up for it. You know, use the surplus money every month to save up for it. Try not to you know get a credit card out and then without it's fine if you know how to pay it off. But if 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 you haven't got the ability to then pay it off, you're just creating a long term issue.
2: Brilliant. Sam Jennings, thank you so, so much. That was Sam Jennings from Jennings and Co-Financial Planning. As I said, they are looking after the podcast for this series and they help make sense of investment options and tax planning. For more information, go to jenningsfp.co.uk. Now, my next interview. Is with one of my favorite singers, and I was lucky enough to sit down with her this week because she is going on her own tour. It's her real life tour with Live Nation and it's Emily Sandé. So I sat down with Emily Sandé to talk all about things confidence because that's a massive insecurity that some people have. Now, if you like what you hear from Emily and you want to go to her tour, go to livenation.co.uk and you can get tickets there. But this is what Emily Sandé had to say all about confidence.
0: I think spending time with myself and really analysing, well, do you feel good because other people have told you you can feel good or do you feel good about yourself because some external validation has happened or you know, can you distinguish when you feel good because you just have built self-love and if it was just you in, you in the room, um, would you still feel as confident? So I think making that decipher, making that um, distinction has been a big learning curve for me and also just spending time with myself, learning meditation, all of these things have really changed my outlook on life.
2: And what was your biggest insecurity then? Because obviously as a successful singer-songwriter who's been in the industry for eight years at the top of your game. Mm. What was your biggest insecurity that was holding you back, do you think?
0: Um, I think it's just my approach to life was very much, you know, I thought that I could be in control of everything. And I think it takes a minute just to accept that there's bigger forces going on than yourself and learning just to be present in the now and not trying to control every moment has allowed me to live a lot more of a fulfilling and life. And that
2: was Emily Sando Thank you to her. And again, thank you to Sam Jennings. This has been Secure the Insecure with me, Johnny Seifert, sponsored by Jenning and Co-Financial Planning, helping make sense of investment options and tax planning. If you've liked what you've had, please do give it a share retweet it share it show it to your audience because it is okay to not be okay make sure you also leave a comment on itunes because i can help spread the word again and also just get more people involved in this series until next time i've been johnny sifa thank you and goodbye